0: Welcome to this edition of Rail Group On Air, the podcast series brought to you by Railway Age, Railway Track and Structures, and International Railway Journal. I'm William C. Vantuono, and I'm editor in chief of Railway Age. My guest on this edition is Stephen Covey, who is chief of police and chief security officer at CN. We're very glad to have him. And, uh, you know, this is a milestone year for the CN police department. It's uh, the 100th anniversary. Uh, But Stephen, again, welcome. uh, First of all, tell us a a bit about your um, law enforcement background.
1: Yeah, thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me and a real pleasure meeting you. Um, Gee, this week, uh, I I finished, I completed my 42nd year of of policing. So I started back in uh, September of 1981. Um, I originally joined the Royal Canadian Mounted Police uh, based out of uh, New Brunswick. I went through training. Um, all of our officers go through training in Regina, at the Academy in Regina, Saskatchewan. I did that. And then um, in the RCMP's great wisdom, they shipped me to the province of Quebec. I didn't speak any French whatsoever. I was English only. And they shipped me to northern Quebec to learn French. Um, and so it was kind of sink or swim, but uh, it was a great experience up in the uh, Baycomo, Quebec, in northern Quebec, where I did some federal policing. So it's not uniform policing, um, mostly federal statutes, things like um, drugs, uh, immigration and, and those types of issues. Um, did that for a while, and then I was transferred to Montreal again with the RCMP, where I spent uh, a long time mostly Working organized crime files as a young constable, and then as a as a supervisor, a corporal, uh, mostly again in the international uh, drug trafficking uh, type of of in- investigation, and and somewhat in the uh, money laundering investigations as well. Um, a lot of those uh, investigations took me literally around the world, uh, working in Europe, South America, Asia. Um, on on different investigations, uh, really interesting, lots of stories I could tell you there, um, which eventually uh, took me to uh, the Canadian Interpol office based in uh, Ottawa, uh, because I guess, because of my uh, international experience. Uh, Did that for two years. And then um, the RCMP has what we call a liaison program. So basically they have officers stationed Around the world, several countries around the world, um, basically basically to promote help promote the investigations that they're conducting. So, for instance, if there's a criminal investigation between the RCMP in Canada that touches uh, Italy or France or what other another country, then those officers are in place basically to have the contacts that are required to liaise with the local police force who will help the rcp uh bring that uh, uh investigation international investigation to a successful con- conclusion so i was based um in rome italy i did that for three years i covered 12 countries um south eastern europe and the middle east uh, so a lot of traveling there um that was from 99 to um to uh, 2002 of course 9 11 happened at that time and i was responsible for uh, the middle east i happened to be in damascus syria when 9 11 uh, happened and so of course um, my workload in that in that role transitioned uh, largely from organized crime types of investigations to anti-terrorist investigations uh came back to canada i was uh, in 2002 i was chief of staff to the commissioner of the RCMP at the time. I did that for a couple of years. Uh, Incredible learning experience and uh, finished my career back in Montreal. I was in charge of the uh, organized crime division of the RCMP. Um, and I did that for the last seven or so years um, of my career with the RCMP regrettably i retired from the rcmp uh back in uh, 2009 it was probably one of the most difficult decisions of my career i really enjoyed what i was doing uh, but for family reasons and and transfers and things um it was best for me to to leave the rcmp i went and did a, a really brief stint uh as uh head of security uh, i guess we would call it for the motion picture association of america based out of los angeles um the canadian office being in toronto i did that out of montreal uh, for one year and then happened to fall upon this amazing second career at cn which was at the time chief of police for canada only back in 2010 i joined cn in that capacity and the position uh, gradually evolved into chief of police for both Canada and the U.S. in 2014, and um, added to that uh, chief security officer, which gave me a, a few other departments within CN that are security related. Um, and so I've been doing this uh, fantastic work with uh, with the railroad uh, since 2014.
0: Well, you certainly bring uh, a lot of experience and skills to, to the railroad, uh, uh, uh anti-terrorism, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, so you're, you're equipped to handle anything probably that, uh, uh, that, that goes on, uh, out, out there on the railroad, which of course in Canada and the U S is, uh, you know, covers thousands and thousands of miles. And, uh, what is policing a railroad uh, and and providing security? Uh, tell me about some of the things that that, that involves. You know, what what do, you, what do you see on a on a day-to-day and and, and how lo- how large is the CN police force?
1: CN has approximately twenty twenty one thousand 21,000 miles of track in Canada and the US. So, as you know, um, but for for your for your listeners, we go from the East Coast, Halifax, Nova Scotia, all the way to Vancouver and up in northern British Columbia, Prince Rupert. I was just there this past weekend, um, sort of in, in the north uh, western corner of British Columbia. You can almost see Alaska from there. And of course, we go all the way down sort of the central corridor of the United States, uh, Chicago, Detroit, all the way down to uh, New Orleans and, and uh, the Gulf of Mexico. It's a huge territory, and as you said, there's lots going on. We have about 130 uh, police officers that uh, sworn and civilian who uh, work on our team uh, to protect and promote CN's business, our people, and our reputation. And it's um, it's a full time job and then some. Um, you know, we're we're scattered uh, across this this vast network. What do we see? I mean, you know, is is uh, my you were talking about my experience uh, that I bring to to this role? You know, we don't see a lot of organized crime, and and fortunately, uh, terrorism is extremely rare, rare cases of terrorism um, on our network. Um, so that's not our focus. Although we do have uh, a group of police officers who are focused on that to. Uh, to watch out for those types of of threats, along with our partner agencies, both in Canada and the United States, federal, state and provincial and local. Um, But but mostly, I would say, uh, Bill, easily 90 percent of what we do is simply to keep people safe, to make sure that what we like to call to positively change attitudes and behaviors around uh, rail safety. So um, the way we, uh, CN Police, bring value to CN is to prevent incidents from happening. Um, When an incident doesn't occur, obviously, and most importantly, a life is saved. So someone's not struck because they're either trespassing uh, on our property or they're not obeying signals or signs at a crossing. So that is by far where we focus our efforts. A, we save the life, Um, it also helps um, network fluidity, keeps those trains moving. So imagine this, uh, a train unfortunately strikes someone or a vehicle at a crossing. Um, Of course, that train has to stop for the time that it takes to investigate the incident, how it occurred, obviously help the people that are in distress and, and get the trains moving again. But there are probably five trains on that same line behind that train that all have to stop and five trains that are coming toward that train in the other direction that are all probably stopped. They could be stopped anywhere. They could be stopped in the middle of a community blocking crossings and creating other safety and security issues right across that entire rail line. And so it's really critical that we um, work diligently to to prevent these incidents trespassing and crossing incidents uh, from happening so that's where i would say 90 percent of our focus lays Um, of course we do a lot of work um, in protecting our customers goods Um, we don't take the traditional uh, policing approach to that Um, i always say you know a lot of cops Became police officers because they want to investigate, uh, put handcuffs on people, and uh, you know, uh, do these great investigations. Unfortunately, and especially in today's uh, reality, you know, if we have people, for instance, in uh, in a, in a rail yard in in southern Chicago area, that are uh, breaking into some of our trains and, and our customers' goods. We can do all the investigations and arrests we want but it's unlikely that these people are actually going to go to jail for any length of time if they go to jail at all um and even if they do there's somebody else that's just there to come in from behind and um take their place and continue Mm -hmm. the uh, the illegal illegal activity and so our approach is prevention and we have a really great story in one of our yards that i i won't name but um in the, the six in six months in um in 2019 we had like um over 450 thefts from that location um and because of the proactive measures that we put in place in 2022 we for the entire year we had four thefts and so it's really about taking the right approach through uh through policing proactive policing. Uh, to prevent these instances from happening so uh, there's there's a lot of great work that's being done by our police officers right across the network
0: well what measures uh, if you can uh, what measures did you put in place that brought the the theft rate down from 400 to four that's pretty impressive and 400 was for
1: six months only right yeah so so, so the actual rate was much higher than that Um, And it's an area where all the railroads, uh, all the class ones are operating and they're all impacted in the same in the same way. So uh, look, it was working with some of our transportation partners to make sure that trains weren't being left in what I'll call iffy areas where it was relatively easy for the criminal element to uh, to get access uh, to the containers. Uh, It was partly that it was a lot of uh, working with our engineering department to clean up uh, the brush and stuff that next to the tracks that could provide cover for uh, the criminal element to get in there. Uh, Put up some fencing. Uh, We put in um, cameras, uh, extensive lighting. I I can tell you it's almost it almost looks it's brighter almost at night than it is in the daytime in that particular area. Um, and all that combined, um, and some and some uh, added patrols by our police officers and security agents, uh, resulted in in those in those great numbers. So we're really proud of our approach, and, and we think it's the right way to go.
0: And it's standard procedure, I would imagine, uh, to work closely with local police departments, uh, state uh, state police. Uh, federal federal officers uh maybe even in, and maybe in an extreme circumstance uh um, national guard uh or, or something to that to that level you record there's a lot of close coordination i would imagine
1: such a great point bill and it's really key to our success so there is no way with 129 130 officers that we could you know keep our entire network safe 21,000 miles of track. Um, and so it's absolutely critical that uh, we strike great relations, um, exchange of intelligence, exchange of information. Um, and we really rely on all of those uh, organizations that you have just named, the lo- our local partners, uh, state and provincial partners, as well as the federal partners to, uh, to help us do our job. It would be impossible for us to do it alone. Uh, as a matter of fact, in um, we see that it's uh, of such great importance that uh, CN Police we've actually embedded one of our police officers full time in RCMP headquarters in Ottawa um, to strictly he's dedicated to them to um, to work with them in their intelligence uh, gathering area. Um, I believe that we're the only uh, rail police and probably the only private organization that has that, uh, largely because we are a police service. And so, you know, we do have those um, relationships that we've struck. Um, there's a similar um, relationship with the FBI in the U.S. where all of the class ones have come together and, and um, taken one resource from all the class one railroads, Uh, who work very closely with uh, dedicated resource to the FBI in that same type of capacity, so there's great cooperation. It's in everyone's interest, obvious uh, that trains keep running uh, safely, Um, and so yes we do rely on them but again i think it's in everyone's interest uh both at the state federal provincial levels to help us uh, accomplish our uh, our
0: mandate as we speak it's this is right around rail safety week uh, which is uh huge in in canada and uh, and the united states uh, i think i think there's some opera, there's some activity in mexico as well but uh getting back to uh to safety I imagine that the police department works closely with Operation Lifesaver, and there's, of course, uh, OLI U.S. and OLI Canada, very active organizations.
1: Absolutely. Fantastic organizations, both of them. I just recently retired as a board member of uh, OLI in the United States, and I'm still a board member of Operation Lifesaver in Canada. Um, They're fantastic organizations that are really committed to uh, rail safety and they do some um, incredible work. And I really encourage all of your listeners uh, to please visit their websites, operationlifesaver.ca or oli.org in the U.S. Um, Visit their websites. They have some great material. And it's so important, especially during Rail Safety Week, but all year round, that everyone get involved in spreading the rail safety message. And there's some great tools on on from both of those organizations um, they've done some fantastic videos of people who have actually either been uh, part of an unfortunate uh, rail safety incident or have been impacted directly such as uh, a family member um some great very impactful uh, videos but other great information that people can use to spark that conversation um you know, if there's anything that I would ask of your listeners during Rail Safety Week, uh, it would be to just spark that conversation with the people you love, with your family, your children, your neighbors, your friends, those people that you love in your life. Um, it's a short conversation. again, if you need help on what to say or or how to how to begin that conversation. Um, either visit those two websites, Operation Lifesaver in Canada or the U.S. Or certainly you can visit our website at uh, cn.ca, and we have some great material there as well. Um, but this is a this is the week uh, where we encourage everybody to get involved and and help spread that important message.
0: Your title has Chief Security Officer, and I wanted to ask you about cybersecurity. Is uh, is that something that uh, your department is is involved in?
1: It is not. We have a CISO uh, who's, who's dedicated strictly to that. So uh, I'm, I don't think they'd want me, Bill, as their CISO. I, I, I can run my computer, but that's, that's where it stops.
0: <laughs> but if there were to be uh, some sort of uh, cybersecurity-related incident that a culprit could be identified, then would the police department get involved? in terms of investigation, making an arrest?
1: Sure, uh, depending on uh, the uh, the type of incident, if there is criminal activity, that could obviously be referred for criminal investigation. One area that I am involved in, in those types of incidents, so part of the, the chief security officer hat of, of my position, is uh, crisis management, and so any crisis that may happen, whether it be in, if we're talking about uh, cyber, you know, it could be a ransomware attack or uh, those types of issues, um, then my team kicks in, and we sort of make sure that uh, there's a a structured, multi-function response from all of CN. Uh, to respond to those uh, types of issues. So whether it be cyber or or anything else, a major fire or explosion or, or whatever it may be, a significant derailment, then my team kicks in uh, and, and handles overseeing or helping to uh, bring all the appropriate functions within CN together to have a coordinated response. Okay.
0: So you have lots of uh, stories to tell. Uh, I'd I'd like you to tell me one great story. You must have dozens of them.
1: Wow. Um, I'm I'm just trying to think what I can share and what (laughs) what I can't share. Um, You know, there were some um, memorable events, some sad. uh, You know, I mentioned that um, I was in the Middle East uh, when 9-11 happened happened. I think we're all, and that's still very fresh in our minds, of course. But I guess if I had one story that really stuck out for me, it was an investigation. I'll try and be vague and yet detailed enough to uh, keep it fairly interesting.
0: Uh, Right, right. The names have been changed to protect the innocent, right?
1: (laughs) There you go. There you go. We're we're showing our age here. Uh, My
0: my name's (laughs) Covey. I carry a badge had a particular investigation where there was
1: a a criminal element in Canada that was looking to acquire a very significant amount of hash from a supplier country, which will remain nameless. And um, they happened to hire the wrong person to take a boat across the Atlantic Ocean to meet up with a supplier boat with the hash. And I say the wrong boat because it happened to be an agent hired. Long story short, um, with a bunch of police officers took a boat across the Atlantic Ocean and, and off the coast of Southern Africa, we met up with uh, the supply ship and transported um, many, 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 many tons of hashish onto our to our agent boat and brought it back and delivered it to the criminal organization in Montreal. And then, of course, as they took possession of it, uh, everyone was arrested and, and charged that's a really short explanation of something that lasted, you know, months uh, in terms of an investigation, but uh, I happened to be on the boat, and so it's uh, it was a very memorable, uh, memorable experience for me.
0: Wow, I can imagine coming all the way across the Atlantic with all this uh, contraband, anticipating the end result, right?
1: Yeah, of course, there was proper security put in place for for everyone concerned, and of course, the the uh the mar- the merchandise that we were carrying but uh yeah it was in a very extensive operation
0: well steven uh, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you uh i always close these podcasts by saying have a safe day and uh so i'd like to add uh, we all will have a safe day in, in inside and outside this industry. We'll have a, a safer day because of uh, the work that uh, you and your many colleagues across the railroads in policing and security do. So thank you for your service and stay safe out there.
1: Thanks so much, Bill. It's been a real pleasure. And I want to give a shout out to all of the CM police officers uh, right across our network who uh, day in and day out are really responsible for keeping CN's People Business and Reputation uh, safe and secure along with all the communities that we serve. So kudos to them. Thank you and and please participate in Rail Safety Week and, and share that important rail safety
0: message. All right. Thank you very much.